Hello everybody, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode was recorded at the Riot Act Comedy Club in downtown Washington, D.C. over the weekend. Uh, it was between Bobcat Goldwaite's fourth and fifth show of his run here in D.C. Uh, Bobcat has a new film coming out. He is a fantastic director. I saw his last film. It's called World's Greatest Dad. It's amazing. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix Instant, so if you have no idea what I'm talking about, look it up. It's Robin Williams. It's great. This next film he's got coming out is called God Bless America. It comes out in the beginning of April on video on demand and in theaters in early May. It's going to have a cult following. It's that kind of film. It's, it looks good. I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer. It's good. If it's anything like World's Greatest Dad, I will enjoy it. Bob Kett is a fantastic director, and he's a very, very, very funny stand-up. He's got a Showtime special coming out later this year. Watch it. I, I was really surprised about how nice the guy was. and We, he, we talked about The Voice and Nirvana and directing films and all that stuff. Really, really great guy. I'll be at the Wonderland Ballroom this Friday doing You, Me, Them, Everybody Live. I'll be back in Chicago and New York in April. And here's the big event for the month. Saturday, March 31st, we're doing our first game show. It's called You, Me, Them, Everybody Presents. This is a game show. It's going to be fantastic. I have awesome guests lined up. I have awesome prizes to give away. Just because you're not in the game show doesn't mean the audience can't win prizes. So there's going to be prizes for both the panelists and the audience. It's great. It's only $10. It's an artist here in the Dome where we had that show in October and it was fantastic. So I'm very excited for that. Go to youmethemeverybody.com backslash events. Just go to the pages at the top. You'll figure it out. So without further ado, here's the interview I did with Bobcat over the weekend. And thanks for downloading. Um, did you ever listen to the, um, the commentary to um, Boogie Nights? No. Should I? I think it's pretty funny because they just keep asking everybody. Um, uh, uh, P.T. Anderson just keeps asking everybody if they think Louise Guzman is stoned. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, they keep going in the scenes. He's like, do you think Louise Guzman is high? <laughs> That's kind of probably my favorite musical moment in the te- last 10 years of film in it. That duet is great. Well, when, oh, they, when they do the... Uh, it's in the studio when he plays for students. Yeah, 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 yeah. Soloing like the heat will show. rock you. Right? So good. Feel, feel, feel my heat. One of those songs is from an animated Transformers movie. Really? Yeah. Not the one Orson Welles is the voice of somebody. I, it might be that. Really? One. Yeah, because he's like, because he's like, uh, yeah. And then Michael Penn is the engineer, and they're like going, "Well, this is that's us." When he's talking about the the, the that, those tapes are our dreams. Nice. You seem to be a pop culture junkie. Just in the like first five minutes of talking to you, you reference like five different things from five completely different fields. <laughs> Yet your like newest film is kind of like against pop culture. Yeah, I don't think the movie's like against pop culture as much as it's against. Um, uh, it's against what I what my wife actually dubbed nonversations. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> it's a, because. I'm not asking people not to watch reality shows, but I, I'm asking them to, um, you know, it's just this movie's about asking, like, where are we going? And it's really about the hostility and nastiness of our culture. Okay, so it's called God Bless America for right. pretty obvious reasons. Yeah, and it's just, you know, the, the titles for the movies just kind of hit you, you know? Yeah. And you go, oh, like, that one makes sense. I don't even remember when I came up with the title. Well, your it last... Was just called, it was just called, in my, in my computer, it was just called... Uh, um, uh, young guy, old <laughs> old guy, young girl, road picture. <laughs> That's actually not bad. <laughs> um, the the film before that being World's Greatest Dad. Um, 
but both of these things are like so open ended, and it really could just be like, well, son died from jacking off too aggressively, and it ends poorly. I'm assuming. <laughs> well, come on, it's great, and it's, it's brilliant skewery, and it's great because it's the first. I know you're friends with your cast and everything, but it's the first Robin Williams film like I could show people in like a really long time where they were like happy to see it. Well, you know no, I mean? and, and, but you know, he he he. Um, He's a great actor. And, he is. And, he and, is. And and and, and, and um, I can see what you're saying, you know. Um, but he, 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 that's you know, we're probably going to do another picture together. We really Please love, do. We really love working together, and it's, and um, you know, I wrote him another screenplay, and and uh, yeah, we do like working together because yeah. it's like, you know, people don't put him in dark comedies, or if they do, it's it's still not the same. It's like. Um, it's cool to have him do stuff where yeah. he's, he's not on, you know. It's funny, if you talk to Robin, he's actually thinks of himself as an actor first. Not a comedian? Yeah, you really? know. Really? He, because, he, you know, he studied at Juilliard and stuff like that, and, and, and he takes the acting really serious. Well, what do you consider yourself? Um, what do I consider myself? I, I don't know. I mean, I know other people have all these different perceptions of me, but I, I consider myself a... Um, a guy who makes small indie movies, and then, so you're a filmmaker first. Oh, I won't be remembered as a filmmaker, <laughs> but but I don't know but about that. but but I think of myself um, like how I spend my whole day and how mm-hmm. I it's all yeah it's always always about writing a new screenplay or, or you know that's where I think and and um, I do realize I just did a Showtime special, so I, I think I'm going to have to do kind of like what Louis C.K. does, and, and, and I'll probably have to bury that material, and then go okay. out and do uh, another uh, another uh, bunch of, uh, uh, write a bunch of new dick jokes. That's good, because <laughs> they're very important, but um, how do you know what's going to be in the act versus what's going to be in a screenplay? Well, you know, when so I'm writing a screenplay, I don't concern myself with the jokes and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, at all, you know, I, I kind of consider these movies as little tiny, and it sounds pretentious for me to say this, but little tiny fables, you know. Okay. So when I um, when I do, um, you know, there are other things that there, there's one that is a kind of a straightforward biography that I, I'd love to film someday. What's and that? Well, I don't want to talk about that because that guy is a, he's a really fascinating character okay. in history, and I'm really shocked that nobody's done a story on. Okay. Him. But uh, I've been uh, being in DC was actually really helpful. I was actually uh, in your fine giant libraries, uh, okay. researching this guy. Is that why you decided to come here? Because no, you're not no, but 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 uh, but it was so great. You know, I was really, I was really flattered. Um, I will say this season, and it couldn't be. It seems so further from what I do. But this character is a historical a military figure, and when I went in and started talking about the guy. Um, it was over at the naval thing. The guy dug out a photo of him okay. and gave it to me. And he goes, it's only getting yellow here. And then I looked at this guy, and he's not well known. I looked at him, and I was like, oh, man, I really have to make this movie now. You know? Really? Yeah, it was a really awesome, weird it's awesome. thing. It's awesome. Yeah. It's sad that it's getting yellow. It was great. It was, he goes, it's only going to get yellow here. You know, it's in better hands with you. Cool. So, so now I got, <laughs> I'm going to go home and... Tape him on the wall and make sure I, 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 I do him do do justice to his life. That's interesting and exciting. But like this thing is just coming out. God bless America is just about to come out. You're doing video on demand a month before the theatrical release. Um, 
Did you always think that your movies would be released this way, or did it ever even dawn on you that, like... No, I never really think of, in those terms, like, you know, Sleeping Dogs Lie, a.k.a. Stay, was, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, it was just like, hey, can we make a movie? Yeah. And then we pulled it off, and, you know, we shot it with a crew from Craigslist, and all the mm -hmm. stories are true around that movie. And then, um, so I don't think in those terms of, of, of how, I do want people to see them. So every time I get in a festival, it's awesome. Yeah. And um, this, is this one in Sundance? This one wasn't, no, because it was... South by Southwest at some It's in there? South by Southwest, yeah. and then it was in, it was in the, uh, <laughs> it was in uh, Toronto Film Festival. Okay. But I actually went in and noodled around a little more after the Toronto Film Festival. Oh, you said it's altered. Yeah, I, you know, it was funny. I did some, I did some trims, but I also realized that people were interested in what Frank and, and had to say, so... I think the biggest influence on this movie was uh, Network. You know, the, tell, the 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 film Network. Yeah, Matt is telling me I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, okay. Network, Network, and Badlands, and of course Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, the film in the trailer, the film uh, they're watching the film. It looks like they're wearing the same outfit. Yeah, they are. Okay. She she you know he, she buys them the the clothes at a thrift store, and yeah. he says. He says you look like Patty Hearst, is what he says. But, um, but uh, yeah, I figured those ones I'd run into. You know, I see comments as I'm ego surfing where people want to compare it to, um, you know, falling down, which is just about a, a, a white guy who's who loses his job, right? He's depressed, he's stuck in traffic, and he's trying to go. He's trying to go to his daughter's birthday party. Yeah, and he's really fed up with the service that he gets at McDonald's because they don't serve him breakfast after 11 and he doesn't like it when he leaves his car and he starts walking through a bad neighborhood and gets harassed by a gang and yeah, I'm sorry that movie's crap yeah. I, I, I you know I, I know there's people that really love that movie who do you know that really loves that movie well that's true. I know people like uh, who post, and I shouldn't take that very serious, but they go, I like this movie better when it was called Falling Down. And I'm like, please, then go fall, watch Falling Down. <laughs> watch Falling Down. Joel, Joel Schumacher is a really nice guy, but, you know, come on. Why are you reading comments? Um, because this is the first time I've had a movie that people are aware of before it comes out, and it's very exciting. It's really strange for me. Do you even view Shakes the Clown as, like, you're, like as the same filmmaker? I think it shakes the clown. I, I, Tom Kenny and I had a really funny experience recently. We they they had a screening of it in, in Los Angeles and and it was fun. Like all, all the clowns, Sandler didn't show up, but but we had like Robin and Tom yeah. Kenny and it was really fun. In the middle of it, Tommy looks over at me and he goes, "What the fuck were we thinking?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't know." And this audience was like eating it up, like they knew all Binky the Clown's lines, and it was really. Um, it was really strange to me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was like that Saturday Night Live sketch when William Shatner's uh, yeah, the trucky convention. Yeah, yeah, he's at the start, you know, get a life because uh, because they they were really serious about Shakes. But I think Shakes was me wondering if I could make a movie. Okay, I hadn't really thought about story at all. I think it, it, in in hindsight, I I don't think I would have had a happy ending. I think well, no matter what, you never you didn't get to fail in private. Because of your stand-up career, which is great, right, but right. everyone, no matter what you had done for that first film, it was going to like you couldn't workshop it. Well, outside of doing a movie that was like a studio picture, you know, I, I couldn't have. 
You know, if I did a studio picture, it would have been a different movie. But yeah. but I will say that 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 um, I when I look at Shakes, one thing I do think that carries on to these other movies is that there's um, um I have a tone. Okay. <laughs> that's still in that movie. Yeah. And the tone is we don't really crack jokes. You know, you just you know you're always very serious while while horrible things are happening. Yeah. How often are you described as dark? Often and 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 that used to bother me. This movie, I'm fine with it because I think this one does, by definition, is is a dark comedy. Yeah. But um, but just because I I wrapped up those last two with with happy messages, <laughs> some people wonder if I do that on purpose to like maybe that's the uh-huh. the uh, the. You know what I'm saying, like that's, the message. No, like that's the, me being snarky. Oh, okay. But I, you I'm spit like, in the face of the audience. You yeah, but that's you. not true. Like on on you know, um, world's greatest dad. When when Robin's character, you know, he mm-hmm. learns that uh, it is better to uh, be with a few people that like you yeah. than, than have the world's praise. And and uh, I guess that's how I live my life. <laughs> it's good. It's very very good. How often do people request you to do the voice? When I'm on the road a lot, and yeah. then I kind of just had to I, I, stand up is is, is um, in order for it to be interesting or fun for me, I have to not do the character. Yeah. But it's not like me saying I want to be perceived in another light. It's just me doing what you know. Diablo Cody wrote this thing where you know she's like, "Oh, Bobcat, let me evolve." <laughs> you know, you know, you you've evolved past a growly voice, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not interested in people's perceptions of yeah. me. You know, that's the greatest part about your Marin interview. You could really give a shit. Yeah, but not in an aggressive way. Not like, no, no, not you, like, you're just trying to make yourself happy in your art. Yeah, I really just trying to make these movies for me first. Yeah. So, so when other people um, acknowledge them, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I had to. No offense. I had to convince my fiance that you're not doing the same shit from the '80s, like that you're different. And she's like, "Why would I know him?" I'm like, "You watched this film like a year ago," and I told her, "Like, she's like, oh yeah, he did World's Greatest Dad.' Like, it didn't connect right. with her. That's kind of interesting. You've worked out this little niche, and it's it's it looks from an outsider's perspective that you haven't been doing much for like 20 years or something. But if you look at your IMDb, you haven't stopped working at all. Right. But but a, and then a good portion of it was behind the scenes in the last yeah. 10 you directed years. for years on Kimmel. Yeah. yeah Kimmel show and the Man then, Show and Chappelle show. Chappelle show and then uh, yeah I I've uh, been behind the scenes a lot and and working for Kimmel was like comedy ER you know where How so? it's like well it's like. We have this guest. We're gonna shoot a bit. We're gonna put it on the air tonight. Yeah. So you don't sit there in the editing bay going, "Hmm, is okay, that funny or that funny." You know, you go, you just cut it as fast as you can. Is that more or less likely to make you make quick cuts in the editing room for your films, or because you have the luxury of time, you're more? Yeah, I think what no, but what it does help is when you're on the floor, you know, because all my movies are, are very, very, you know, small budgets. Yeah. And, and very short time, you know, this one was 19 days. Really? So, yeah, so so I think it does help me on the day of, like, going, no, we got it, we can move on. Okay. Or, or, or you brainstorm with the talent and figure out the fixes. Do you miss that stuff, the directing a late night show? Um, I miss, uh, I, I'm, it, since I got 
I got started doing comedy when I was 16. I got on Letterman when I was 20. Yeah. So outside of being a janitor at my high school and bagging groceries uh, at my sister's grocery store, I hadn't really had a lot of experience showing up at a workplace. Yeah. So I missed that. I really liked the fact that I had all these friends that that I saw five days a week. Yeah. I like that. Because when you're a comedian, you're just on the road and you're meeting strangers yeah. all the time. But at the same time, you really weren't doing stand-up during that era. Not when I was doing the Kimmel show, yeah. but but recently, you know, after the movie started doing well, I started, you know, I I, I don't finance the movies anymore. People think I financed the last really? two, but I didn't. I, I only financed Sleeping Dogs Lie. May I ask how much the budget is? For this new one, oh, yeah. I can't say yet. Cause, okay. uh, you got to wait for a second? Yeah, well, because the, uh, the, the people who are kind enough to give me money don't like it talking no, about I understand, it. I understand, I understand. But, 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 um... But I, I I don't finance my movies, but I do do stand-up to support myself, because I don't make a lot of money when I make my movies. Yeah, but are you... Okay, um, Dave Foley <laughs> is... Dave. He's, he's, he's a very, very funny man, but he, on record, and every chance he gets, he says, I'm only doing this to pay alimony. Right. And he doesn't seem to be happy doing and this. And I jokingly call this the alimony. Exactly. Too, like, okay. are you happy to be doing this, or is this just, like, something that's pretty much easy for you... Well, I'll say, to be honest, the, the honest, honest thing is the part of stand-up I enjoy is when I do things like, um, you know, I just did some shows with Eugene Merman, okay. and I just did a show with Yola and Tango. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of shows are great, because I can really just go out and be in my own voice and tell stories. Yeah. And that's really awesome. And tonight we're at Riot Actor, it's a comedy club. It's a, it's a real comedy club, club, and you know, I'm still trying to, you know, the, the sad part of stand-up comedy is, if they're not there to see you, you've really got to keep um, some of the dumber people in the audience occupied. <laughs> but do you care, or do you want to just fuck with them? What's well, the tonight was funny. It was like I could tell I was getting this really weird vibe, so I just ended up starting doing the bits that, that I really enjoyed doing that, okay. that I knew were going to bum them out. And I don't even know why I did that, but I clearly, you know, when you start when you start losing the crowd, then you decide to do a bit about, you know, someone's, when he masturbates, is Jesus' tears. You know, you, yeah. know, it's, it's, uh, you know, that behavior uh, has never been uh, conducive to me, um, uh, uh, becoming a big household name. <laughs> well, but the people that do like you really like you because of that stuff. Yeah, but I think like I know that like there's people that I think would enjoy my mm, the, that part of my stand up mm-hmm. that aren't aware of my stand up. Yeah, and um, you know, I have a new Showtime special. Maybe that'll expose some people to. This is your first one, in like eight years. Yeah, I haven't done anything yeah. like that in years. So, so maybe it'll expose people yeah. to it. You know, unfortunately, it was shot almost a year ago. So, really, so some of the reference is going to make me look really corny because it. I think I cut it out, but it's funny that the someone thought I was. It was the day Gilbert Godfrey got fired from. Yeah, uh, or not, I'm sorry. Uh, Affleck. Affleck, and the and the guy, I walk out and he's like, "Fuck Affleck." I'm like, I'm not Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> you probably get that a lot. I get, yeah, because Gilbert, yeah. He's another really funny man that I think people pigeonhole. I am very happy that you're doing well. You're a very funny man. And um, I, Nirvana, favorite band ever. So oh, cool. Hearing those stories and like hearing a like not depressing perspective was really No, nice. I actually think of like, when I think of the, 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 the little time I did get to spend with Kurt, is I actually found him funny. Yeah. And I think people didn't perceive him as being funny. Yeah. You know, he even said, he goes, um, you know, teenage angst has paid off well, now I'm bored as old. And he goes, 
that's a joke, man. He goes, nobody gets it. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, man, I didn't think of that. Isn't that funny? It's really funny. It is. And I have a, a this is name dropping because I had another thing with uh, I haven't seen him in years, but I used to spend some time with David Bowie, and he felt Fuck the same. He, but he felt the same way that he was writing jokes, like really? he would write a lyric, and he thought it was funny. Yeah. You live a fantastic life. I've had a very odd life. I yeah. know that. Well, you're eating shrimp in a comedy club at ten thirty on a Saturday <laughs> night. I don't know how you do this. It's an awful idea. I well, I you you, you just it's like an endurance when you're on the road. You got to eat when it's really weird. But I'm um. Yeah, I mean, look, I get down, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, but I don't get down uh, on my lot in life. Yeah. I don't feel like, oh, more people should know I'm a filmmaker, or more people should know that there is a couple bits in my act that kind of have just a little thought behind yeah. it. Yeah. I just kind of truck along, and when people acknowledge it, I'm generally surprised and happy. I think this is a great era for your stuff, then. Well, I hope I keep making it. I've got this crazy thing in my head, like, like I, I really want to get at least another, like, 15 of them made. Serious. Films? Yeah. Like, I have that. You're doing, many. like, a Woody Allen schedule? Now? Well, I, I, you know, since God Bless America, I wrote five more movies, you know, and I don't and these write These are features. Them. Yeah, but I don't write them with, like, um, I don't go, this has to get made. I just kind of get the stories out. So really? So they're finished on paper. Do you yeah. have to make them, or now that you've written them, you can move on and let other people... I don't think I'd have other people make them because I don't think they would have the the passion to get them made. That's a know? shitty reality show you could do. <laughs> make it make it a DVD well, extra. Like for I the have DVD. one that would never get made unless I make a lot of money on another one, and that's this uh, one that I wrote a while ago, and it's just it's just it's just Billy Jack, but because I, I was thinking I'm going to write a genre picture, so okay. I sat down, and I started writing a Billy. I loved Billy Jack when I was a kid. I'm about forty pages in. My wife comes in. She goes. How's it going? I go, uh, he's gay. <laughs> and she goes, we're just going to keep renting, aren't we? I go, I, go, I go, yeah, pretty much. That's a good, that's so, a good album name. But Gay Billy Jack? No, we're just going to we're keep renting. We're just going to keep renting. But I really like it. It's just like, he's not like, it's not play for laughs. He's not fay. You know, he's just, you know, he's just this ass-kicking ex-marine who gets tossed out during Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and he just fucks up this uh, redneck town. That could be made. Well, it, it, it's just fun to take a genre movie and then kind of turn it out of its ear. Really. No, have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. Do you watch Drag Race? Yeah, yeah, My yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why yeah. aren't you a judge on that? And that could be one of their challenges, and you can cast one of them in a bit role. As the, Logo as could fund it. Yeah, well... Uh, Shoot it all in like a 10 days. Well, I know those guys World of Wonder a little bit because... Uh, it's Rue's company, right? Yeah, how did I get into Bob with World of Wonder? So wait, let's get this straight. You talked to Kurt Cobain and David Bowie about comedy and you're friends with RuPaul. I don't know RuPaul. I know, you know, I know the people who, who produce it, the show. I want your life, except the shrimp part. <laughs> the, sh- <laughs> the dodgy shrimp yeah. part. Well, it is pretty good. I, I, uh, I'm talking about... Um, yeah, so I, I know I'm lucky. I just got to... Uh, I mean, I, no, no, no. That sounds like he didn't work for it. I don't like... No, but you know what it is? It's like, it's funny to be a guy... I'll be 50 in May. To, to, it's taken me 30 years to realize what does make me happy. Yeah. Um, well, you're married. You got a kid. Everyone's healthy. Married. Happy. Everything's cool. We we the family all works together on the movies. My wife's the costume designer. My daughter works in costumes, and then she also does uh, behind the scenes. So great. Yeah, and then I use all my friends for the cast. So. That is so fantastic. You have to eat before your what show. What did the? Oh, I'll keep going. Oh no no, but Robin called it something. It's just like I can't remember. Said so something like his. 
Three partridges. Cassavetes with dick jokes or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of... uh, are you influenced by Gurkari films from the mid or early 90s? Um, from Doom Generation? Yeah, stuff like yeah, that. yeah. I, and I met him, too, yeah. at the film festival, and it was really great. So, Did you yeah. see a little bit of that? Oh, no, I think so, definitely. Okay. Yeah, and he was really nice. So anytime yeah. you meet someone that you like their work and then they're nice, it's always yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm having the exact opposite experience I'm having with you than I had with Mr. Mark Mayer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I am so happy to talk to someone like you and not have to go through this. Oh, well, he's, um, his show is awesome and he's bananas. Yeah. It's not a shtick. Oh, no. It's not at all. So there's that. But now, now... When you see him again, you'll go through the thing everybody does, and he'll have that moment where he goes, so we good? No, he won't think of it. I'm not someone he's ever tried to fuck, or I'm not someone that in his head has hurt him, so he won't care. But um, thank you, thank you, thank you for cool, doing man. this. Thank um, you so I much. Appreciate it. I know Follow us on Twitter at YMTE. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash youmethemeverybody. And for details on Monday and Tuesday nights at The Hungry Brain, go to youmethemeverybody.com.